in a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane's power hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 384 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm caffeinated. I'm ready to roll. My name is Brian Breaker, and joining me, as always, is Big Underscore Bane. What's going on, bro? Dude, not a whole lot. I'm glad you're caffeinated, though. I am caffeinated. <laughs> it's a Saturday. You know, we're rolling. It's it's yep. podcast day. Yep. Which I, I feel like that's not even really our podcast day anymore. It just happens to fall today. Yeah. It passed, I think, three, this is th- three weeks in a row, though. Oh, yeah. Where we've hit on a Saturday, so that's, that's always nice. It is. But, you know, it's weird because my work schedule changes, and I know, like, seasonally, with your kids doing sports, that was always kind of the day that that happened. Yep. So it always kind of changed, like when we would record and all this other stuff. But it's nice to have like a day ahead of you. You're like, oh, we can just podcast today, right? And we we have a lot of podcasting to do today, Breaker. We do, we do. Um, we got some wrestling talk. We got some toy talk. Of course, uh, we're gearing up for Beach Bods and Bagbreakers, dude. Only a couple weeks away. PHPW, yeah, it's coming in hot. I'm excited yes. for it. And uh, we just started our new tournament, the Best Fictional Pro Wrestler. Yes. First round match results will be coming up uh, at the end of the show. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I got a tweet from Jimmy King. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Um, I So I retweeted the poll. I mm-hmm. said, it's got to be Jimmy King. Yeah. And a Jimmy King account quote tweeted me and said, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I was like, Good oh, Lord. amazing. 
Fantastic. Uh, good so Lord. that's good stuff. Uh, you had some you had some adventure today, right? In lawn mowing. Yes. So so we mowed the yard yesterday, and uh, you know, secrets out. I like to mow the yard after my neighbors give them, give them a few days, which I didn't take. A, I should have taken a picture and showed you guys how stupid they look from not mowing their yard. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, but of course, mine was super high for like three or four days before I got around to it. That well, I'm sure my yard's definitely in need of a mow. Yeah, and and but right now it is hot as hell. Outside. It is. It's brutal. And, and so uh, I stay hydrated. Well, anyway, yeah. This morning after after I got my yard done and got got a nice little sunburn going on, uh, my uh, and your Raws wore tank top. Yeah, my Raws wore tank top. Um, I was sitting outside on the front porch sipping my coffee with the old wife ski, and uh, out of nowhere, she freaks the f out and is like. It's like, we got to get out of here. Let's go. We got to get inside right now. And I'm like, I'm panicking. I'm like, what? What is happening? So, of course, we get inside. And I'm like, what is going on? And she was like, there's a snake out there. <laughs> and so I look out there, and uh, she's deathly afraid of snakes. I have a healthy respect for snakes. I don't like them, but I got a healthy respect sure. for them. Um, I look at them like I look at the DMV. I'm glad they're there, but they're not my favorite thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't feel like hanging out there. Right. Um, so I peeked my head out and, you know, we have like a, it's not a big patio by any stretch. I mean, it's maybe about the size of this bedroom, you know, yeah. uh, um, but so, but you walk outside and to the right, um, is where the edge of the, the, the patio is. And on the side, we have this little bench on the far wall of the patio. And, um, on the side of where this bench is, I can see the snake's head poking out. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's up and, you know, it's pointing, pointing out and just kind of looking around and, and it's got its little tongue hanging out. And I was like, well, hell, it kind of looks just like a rat snake. And she's of course still freaking out having her little meltdown. And I, which to be fair, rat snakes are not a bad thing because essentially what they do is they eat rodents, right? They're not poisonous. I've never had one pop at me. You know, I mean, I've, I've never had a, like an experience where it, to cause me to be afraid of those. I mean, those with snakes they date back to me like being like four or five like i remember one specific story where um there was one hanging out like beside me all curled up and i had no idea and my mom like freaked out mm-hmm. and made me like move <laughs> but snakes are a very strange animal mm-hmm. in the sense of like they move very fast for no legs you know and they're just yeah, they, they are kind of creepy looking they, oh, they're, they're super creepy i mean it's it takes a special kind of person to be a fan of snakes um, and, and it's nothing against those people, but right. it's like, not everybody is. Um, so anyway, so I look, I look at, look at the snake's belly. I was trying to get a better look at it. And this, this guy just ate, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, hell, he's probably just trying to find a place to hide, yeah. probably trying to find a place to go digest his food. And, uh, she was like, I don't care. You, we got to kill it. We got to kill it. And I'm like, I don't know, but to make her feel better. We had a little can of wasp spray because I didn't have any shovels or nothing around me, but the, the, grabbed the can of wasp spray, and um, we learned a few years back that those kill snakes. So grabbed the can of wasp spray, just aimed perfectly, got him right in the face. and uh, I'm sure he appreciated that. Of course, he freaked out and and uh, went around the, the other side of the patio. We have a wall there to keep the sun out, and, and uh, she had no idea where it went. Well, I parked my lawnmower right on the other side of that that patio and so i think he went under there to die i'll find out you know in a few days when i got to start it back up again <laughs> yeah you'll but, know very uh, quickly yes so 
Anyway, fun little story. I mean, her heart was, she didn't even want to go to the bathroom by herself. She, like, got the dog in there with her. <laughs> That's, that freaked out by snakes, huh? Dude, she, it's, it's like meltdown city for her. And, oh, man. And we live in a... We live in, you know, Berry Hill, which is, it's country, but it's not, you know, yeah. we get a lot of critters like that. We get possums, we get, you know, uh, raccoons. We, I mean, we get all, all the countryfied critters, you know, we even yeah. have armadillos around there. I mean, it's, like I said, it's not country, but it is, we get all those critters. So, uh, snakes is something that I've kind of just become accustomed to, but she still hates it. I, yeah, I can imagine. It's not like you know i think with most people it's like that's not the, the that's not the animal you want to stumble across you know definitely not my and and i've had to do a lot of learning over the past few years living in this house because there are some like the rat snakes just mm-hmm. your run of the mill gardener snakes and things like that you know even the king snakes that we get a lot i mean those are great to have around because they do take care of the other pests mm-hmm. and things like that so i there's one in particular and this wasn't it there's one in particular that i just called started calling Jake the snake yeah, because it's just it's like, dude, it's like five feet long, and I see it usually once a summer, and it's usually just like hanging around the house. And I'm like, hey, yeah. as long as you don't come inside, buddy, we're good. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. But, yeah, wife does not like them. I can imagine. Did you ever hear that story Jake the Snake told once, where he would have the python, and you know they have to stay warm, mm-hmm. and and so they would. Uh, he said he'd come to an arena and he'd throw it in the shower, put the warm water on it. Yeah, kind of keep it warm. And I guess one night it started slithering up the wall, and mm. when it did, it started turning the water hotter. Oh! So it scalded itself. Oh no! So now it's pissed, and it came yeah. out, and started snapping. Yeah. And I said, "I said you would not, you've never seen three hundred pound men move out of that door faster." Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I mean I, because he always had the big ones. Yeah, man. Like I mean, there were, they probably had to be a hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, there was. I remember there was one. I think the one that bit Macho wasn't that big. That was a cobra, though. Was it a cobra? Yeah, and and then, um, but the big python, that big ass golden python, he had big. My God, if that was that the one that started snapping, it was probably Damien. So it was probably like the uh, more darker one. But okay, of course, Damien wasn't always the same Damien. Of course not. Yeah, like they would bring like a snake guy to bring a. Yeah, a new snake to the to the shows and stuff. Because I mean, I think he did travel with certain ones, but I mean, like that's not probably not a healthy. Peter would have a field day with that, like oh, keeping yeah. a snake in a bag. Yeah, you know, like well, and I I don't I don't remember that story you told, but I do remember one. I think he told it on one of the WWE shows uh, where they would do this story time or whatever the animated shows, and he he had one of the big ones uh, that he was traveling with, and somehow it got out at the airport outside, you know, where the planes are. And they called him to like come get it because it was like snapping at people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I'm not going out there. You got this big ass pissed off python. You guys did it. You're gonna have to take care of it." Yeah. <laughs> well, what's what's so weird is like what a weird character. It's like we want you to carry a snake in a bag yeah. to the ring yeah. every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, granted, like that was it's a good quite, way to get comfortable with snakes. It's a very good <laughs> visual when he popped that thing out of that bag. Yeah, and you saw how big that bastard was it's like gosh dang well now older it's something i never i never uh realized growing up but you know seeing the videos now like he'd have it by the neck and he'd slap it on the top of the head to piss it off so Mm -hmm. it looked scary i'm like the ball's on you man well i don't know i don't know he told this on dark side of the ring on the macho man episode when the when the cobra bit savage yes well he said i guess and i had had heard this earlier before that savage is like 
what's this thing been devenomized? He's like, he didn't believe him. Yeah. He's like, well, of course it's a fucking Cobra. Right. <laughs> like, and, uh, and he was like, well, let's prove it. Let, let it bite your leg or something. And yeah. so he did. And then he said, so we got out there on live TV. They don't show this. He said, I paintbrush that some bitch about three times. Get yes. it all good and pissed off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like when he said, when it got on Randy, it wouldn't let go. Yeah. Which is why they kept sending people out there. Cause he said that segment ran. About four times as long as it showed. Yeah. Because back then everything was taped. Of course. But yeah, talk about a sk- being tied in the ropes and gonna let a cobra fucking bite you. I couldn't do it. Dude. I could not. Come do on. It. Not a cobra? Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't even let a regular ass python, you know, like that's it's just no way. Yeah, that's that's too much. Very, very too much. Um anyway, we got some wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, beginner score, man, we got a lot of wrestling talk. Uh, first thing I want to, we didn't even make note of this, but I, we should talk about it. So Triple H made some headlines this past week. Yep. In fact, you um, even put out there like, yeah, hey, just for the record, I agree with Triple H. Yeah. Now, that's kind of a blanket statement. It was a blanket statement. I probably should have clarified and been a little bit more uh, specific, but I was not. And uh, yeah, what, what I was referring to is him saying the fans ruin everything. Yes. And I feel like I've stated that here plenty of times on power sure. hour and so i know you've had displeasure with like twitter and social media in general because yes, of that yes because nobody wants to just sit back and watch everybody wants to feel like they are behind the curtain with the wrestlers and that's just not like i gotta i don't you know what i mean like we don't sit back Everyone's, with marvel and, and right be right like i want to know what's happening five movies from now well and that's the thing is like everybody <laughs> is Booking it in their head, and I mean, right. here's the thing: where I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Right, I'm guilty of any Royal Rumble thinking like I really want a good surprise. Yeah, or like AEW's first pay per view, you know, Punk's coming out and right. he doesn't, and you're just like, oh. Well, but it's like they gave me no indication that was going to happen. Right, but I'm so ingrained in wanting a surprise that's going to blow my mind. Yes, when you get something, you're like. Oh, it's the Dark Order. <laughs> right. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. Well, and I think the biggest difference between you and, like, the run-of-the-mill douchebag like me on Twitter is <laughs> is you've been in the business. Sure. So for you to book shit in your head, it kind of makes sense. You know, uh, somebody like me who's never stepped foot, you know, in a, in a ring, I mean, it's does it doesn't make any sense for me to, like, be anything but a fan. And my thing on this is here. Here's the best advice I could give anyone who's just a fan of wrestling. If you don't like what they're doing, don't watch it. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do because that's the one way that will make them change. Getting into an arena and just booing whoever is they're pushing as their babyface, right? Which five years ago was Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's not going to change much. Yeah, not really. I mean, it might, but it's going to take a while because they have their plans. This is what they're going to do. If you don't like something, don't watch it. If you do like something, watch it, support it, buy merchandise, buy figures. You know, that's the stuff that's going to keep them thinking like, okay, we're doing the right thing here. Right. And that and that's what Triple H was trying to get across when he said all that. And and then he said something about the equal rights with women and yeah. why we don't do the um Well, because NWA announced an all women's pay-per-view. Right. Well, they actually announced this I think is a fun idea, a two-day pay-per-view. One day is exclusive just for women. The mm-hmm. next day is going to be like an actual just NWA show. Right. And I, I think that's great. And yeah. I would love for Evolution to come back. Um, or was it Evolution? Is that what yeah, it was? It was. Yeah. Um, I would love for that to come back. but Because it was just a one and done. Right. I think 
but where he was wrong, and I think why he caught so much heat for what he said is because he was like, if it's going to be equal, let's make it equal. Well, here's the problem. It's not equal. You have a three-hour show and two, three women segments. Right. If it was equal, an hour and a half would be dedicated to women. The other hour and a half would be dedicated to men. It's almost one of those weird arguments where I know people said we need an all-women show. The problem is I look at the cruiserweights. The cruiserweights are a nice addition to any wrestling show. Yes. Their own show doesn't really draw that well. It doesn't, well, it doesn't even make sense to have it. But my thing is like when WWE did the ECW pay-per-view. Right. And it's a once-a-year thing. That's fun. Their own brand, not so great. Right. As a garnish, as an addition, like I think personally, they used to do old school Raw. Mm-hmm. I think an old school pay per view would be a super fun one night only pay per view. For sure. Give me just the pipe and drape set, the old school like neon logo. Yep. Do it at the Manhattan Center or someplace like that. Like yep. give me the blue mats, the blue stairs, red, white, and blue ropes. That's fun for me. Yeah. Cameos from Legends. That would be a fun night. You can't do that all the time. Right. But as a fun night, I would be Todd Pittengill hosted or somebody like that. Absolutely. Kind of like NXT doing in your house. To me, that's that's fun. Which that's this Sunday, I think. Right. And and not to mention like NXT, I think earlier in 2021, or maybe it was 2020, I'm not sure, but they did a takeover Vengeance Day. That was around Valentine's Day, I think. Right, and, yeah. and but they used the old school Vengeance logo, which mm-hmm. was from like mid two thousands. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, you know, I would love Takeover Backlash. Yes, you know what I mean, like Takeover, uh, whatever, you know, No Mercy. Yeah. Some of the random pay per view names of the past. I would love them to integrate WCW pay per views. Right. I would love Takeover, you know, um, Road Wild or whatever. I mean, right. not not in Sturgis or whatever, but right. like in that in that regard. So in all women's pay-per-view, I don't think it's a bad idea yeah. when you have your own network and you can produce content all the time. Yes. But him saying what he said, I don't think it came across like he meant maybe. Because it, he's saying like, oh, it should be equal. But it's like, but you're saying, well, it's not though. Right. You know? And and that's that's where I think he was, what he was trying to say, but it didn't come across that way. It came across as like, we need to just keep it the way it is. And And, and maybe he's looking at it like, the women main event at night won a WrestleMania. Right. Sure, they did. But, like, it's not – it's still not equal. Well, and also, too, like, your headliner for every Monday night, every Friday night, or whenever they have SmackDown now, it's it's Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, it's Roman Reigns, and whoever's fighting him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know last, last Monday they had Shayna Baszler and Alexa close the show, but that was some weird – sketch thing that I feel like. But it, probably, that's not that that's also more of a one off. Right. They're not gonna close it every week. They're not making right. a pay per view. Right. And that's the thing is like we know the big storylines are always the men. Mm-hmm. And they they quote unquote highlight the women, but it's not like your women are your biggest draws. Right. You know, and I think that's a I mean it's it makes sense because those aren't your biggest stars, but at the same time, like, what are you doing to push them to be their biggest stars? Well, like, I I thought the Mae Young Classic was really fun. Yes. I thought that was way better. In my opinion, that was way better than the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. I just thought that was really a fun idea. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the problem, maybe I'm wrong here, is when you start signing all these people after these tournaments, they don't really, like, Grand Metalik, he's a great example. Yeah. And the Cruiserweight Classic, that dude was awesome. Yes. I'm like, this dude is fantastic. I hope yeah. they sign him. They did. He does nothing. Right. Because what in, do you have for him? Right. So yeah. that's sometimes the problem. Same mm-hmm. with Cedric Alexander. He has that amazing match with uh, Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Triple H kind of is like, yeah, we're signing this guy because yeah. he's amazing. That was yeah. money. 
and they do. And it's like for the longest time he did nothing. Yeah. He had the hurt business, which was which was fun, but it didn't last. Yeah. And now it's he's probably kind of back to doing nothing. He was yeah, I, I, he he was either tag team champion with Shelton Benjamin or he was close to being at that level. And mm-hmm. then they split up shortly after, and now he's just back to doing nothing. And, yeah. And it is kind of sad. Right? I mean, I, I love Shelton too. Right. You know what I mean? And but he's like, a guy. It's like. Like he's been there that long. Like, yeah. yeah, they're not doing anything with yeah. it. Yeah, and he came back. What was it? 2017, 2018, like that, yeah. and like not a thing they've done with him. Mm-hmm. And he's such a high caliber talent. That's that's a uh, insane to me. And, but and it's one of those things too. You know, I know like the the only reason the women main evented the first time at WrestleMania was because of Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't have happened otherwise. I was also a WWE trying to make their own history as opposed to letting history happen. Because yeah. I think I still think I still stand by that year should have been Daniel Bryan and Kofi. Yeah. Oh, that, was, absolutely. that was the story yeah. of the year. You know? Yeah. And um yeah, because Kofi Mania was the biggest thing that year. Um but I don't know. It's just one of those things. And I I think when you like cause even if you look at Bailey right now, Bailey's kind of a joke character. She's doing that little ding dong hello crap. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I she does great with it, but it's not like a serious like I'm the top level competitor. No. We got Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, they're doing their thing. And I think that could be a huge thing. Absolutely you know? good. But they're kind of doing this weird thing with them and Nikki Cross and it's it's kind of like I feel like it hurts Nikki Cross for one thing because they're playing Nikki as a joke. Yeah. And then it also I feel like it hurts the other two too because it's like nothing's being taken serious. Well they also, you know, a couple of years ago uh, do women's tag titles. Right. Which was fun. And then when they released uh, Ruby Riot, that I remember people saying, well, that officially takes away the only tag team, the official tag team yeah. of, of women that you have. And it's like, yeah. Oh, well that's interesting. Yeah. And you know, and I always liked the tag team division. I mean, even in the attitude era to me, it was like when the new age outlaws were like the number one team, it's like, I bought it, but then like they randomly lose them to take her and under or take her in Stone Cold. And it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Then they do a, a tag team pay-per-view main event against Kane and Mankind. You're like, okay, cool. But then immediately losing back to the outlaws with some schmas. Yeah. So it's like they became a top tier thing. Then they went back to where they needed to go and you move on with the tag division. So yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. I, I don't know what the right answer is. I mean, I guess WWE is just looking at it like Probably we don't see money in an all women's whatever, but I still think a one-off type event. I mean, I still think a big reason why Evolution wasn't probably super successful. It wasn't really hyped. It, it certainly wasn't hyped like Crown Jewel was. No, it felt like a very quick pay per view. Like they put it together pretty quickly. And but that, I mean, like all the hype was Brothers of Destruction and DX for Crown Jewel. Right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, that was the big complaint at the time. Yeah. And I, and I understand that that's kind of Sean's out of retirement. It's a once once in a lifetime situation, you know. But yeah. my my opinion is that's probably why. If they booked it differently, you never know. Well, and that was also the time Ronda Rousey was there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, her and, and Nikki so, Bella was the main event, I believe. Yeah, and so like like Lita and Trish actually worked that show. Yeah, and so like that's a that show was a big deal. Yeah, it was. Um, but they just shouldn't I, play I, it off like that. Alundra Blaze was in about a royal. Yeah, and I'm like. How do you not have her work some type of singles with Charlotte? Right. Like, that's money to me. Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, they have to book it a certain way, and they did a battle royal to get women on the show, but Alundra, like, Alundra Blaze, as far as I can remember, has never done a women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. But she does that one Evolution Battle Royal. I'm like, try to get her for a singles. Like, she's yeah. still got enough left, I think, to do one singles match. Mm-hmm. That would be freaking amazing. Yeah. 
Like, there's a lot that they could do. So. I think it'd be badass if she came in her monster truck. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and then how cool, like, they had that huge pop when Mickey James and Trish squared off in the Royal Rumble. Right. How do you not book that again? Right. Why not? Yeah. Now you can't, because Mickey James is gone, but, like, at that time, you had that. You yeah. had that lightning in a bottle. Like, why not? Yeah. Try to do something fun like that. Absolutely. Anyway. Uh, Andrade also made some news. Apparently, there's rumor that he may have some slight creative control over his character in AEW. Um, I saw you commented on this. Uh, probably not a good idea. Yeah, definitely not a good idea. But you That know, didn't work for me, brother. Right. And and that was one more thing that I thought about. I was like, I was like again, this place is like WCW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Why would you give wrestlers creative control? Like Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny, that's one thing because they kind of started the company or helped start the company. That's a little bit different. But, like, just new guys coming in, like, why would you think that's a good idea to give them creative control? They did say it was limited. Mm-hmm. But but what does that mean, though? That probably means, like, big storylines. No, you don't have creative control. But, like. But how do you put that in a contract without it being, like, you're going back on your word? You know what I mean? Because like, that's right. such a vague. Right. A va- like, like, if your job, let's say you signed a contract and they're like, okay, you can kind of have control of how many sick days you have. Yeah. So what does that mean? Unlimited? Right. No. Yeah. But you can kind of have control. Right. So what is it? What's that number? Yeah. You know, and then you see so calling sick twice. Like, ah, we can't have you do that anymore. You said I had kind of control of my sick days. Yeah, but not really. Right. It's it's a bullshit thing. Right. And it's throwing in that wrench of, um, well, yeah, we kind of give you control, but it's like, it's either all or nothing. I mean, you know, if we start seeing him, if he wins a TNT title with a boot and a leg drop, we'll know. Right. I mean, it is what it is. So that's also one of those things where it's hard. That's hard to give to everybody. Well, it is, and I, I think Andrade is a star, but I don't think he's that level of a star. Yeah, um, and I think, I think it's one of those things. Like I, I the way it, way I understood it is like if Andrade just had a one off match with QT Marshall, he could veto whether or not QT wins. Yeah, but if he's in a huge storyline with Kenny Omega, maybe he doesn't get to decide if he takes on the title. But in my experience. I have never had an issue doing a job if it's done right. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And so my whole thing is what what always bothered me is if they're like, hey, we're going to put the title on him tonight. And I'm like, man, I really feel like we should stretch this. Yeah. If I'm the villain, let me do something shitty tonight. Let me beat him by cheating. Yeah. And when he finally wins, it's a big deal. Let's not do it in this town that we don't ever work in. Let's do it, you know, a month from now mm-hmm. in Eldon. That that was always kind of my take. I guess some people could say, it's like, oh, you didn't want to put him over. It's like, no, I do want to put him over. Yeah. But I want to put him over better. Like the right way, yeah. Right, and make the story out of it. So Probably similar to what Stone Cold was trying to get across in 2001 or whatever when he left. Same with Jericho and Goldberg. Right. You know, I remember everyone saying like, oh, you don't want to put him over. It's like, no, I do want to put him over. I want it to be the greatest squash match in history. Right. I want it to be on pay-per-view, though. Yeah. And, and I don't think he's wrong in that thinking. No. And like that could have been huge. Like Gold, you know, Jericho three Goldberg zero. That was a fun storyline. Absolutely, that absolutely went nowhere. So, yeah. the thing about creative control, I think most wrestlers do have that to some degree. Mm-hmm. Well, especially in AEW, like they're not telling Matt Hardy like, "Hey, this is what you're doing." Like he's yeah. probably coming up with his own ideas. Right. Same with Christian, yeah. and and like I think if they told Christian like, "Hey, we want you to feud with," um. He's kind of doing a feud with Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. And, he, and like Christian put over Jungle Boy in the Battle Royal. Yeah. I don't think he has issues with that. I think he knows he's pushing 50. He's there yep. to get guys over. Yeah. But also still have that last little bit of 
of his career. Same with Sting. Like I, I guarantee Sting's won all his matches so far, mm-hmm. but he'll put guys over. Absolutely. Uh, and but at, at the same time, it's like right now, it's like you got to make sure people realize like he can still go and like him yeah. doing dives off the top and all that crazy stuff. It's like I think he's proving to himself like I'm not some feeble old man. I'm still Sting. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, well, especially the way he was in WWE because right. WWE like you thought he was going to be this big thing. And then they came in and basically just reworked the whole WCW invasion where they just squashed everybody. Yeah. And that was so bad. Yeah. And that, and that really sucks. Cause like that was the one thing that we had all been waiting on was sting in WWE. Mm-hmm. And then it goes that, that way. And it was just really unfortunate. So I'm, I'm glad stings kind of getting his redemption story there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I would assume he's probably going to put people over. I, w- I would assume at some point he'll put, you know, Darby Allen over. Allen. Well, and I, I personally, if, you know, if you could write it yourself, I think they, they should have tag titles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. At some point, I think there should be a double cross and, yeah, put put Darby over. Because yeah. I think that's the right thing to do. And I think Sting's business enough, that's what he's probably thinking. Mm-hmm. He's probably not thinking like, okay, I want to work 300 matches this year. He's probably thinking like this, I want to do, you know. He does the, like the cinematic match, yep. but he does an actual match, and that seemed to go well. Yeah. He seems okay after that. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, what can we do until we get to that final point? Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm just saying, at some at a certain point, we're gonna see Cody come out in the the surfer sting paint. I mean, like yeah. that, that's kind and of Cody a, and him will happen for sure. That's kind of a, a given. I know him and Jericho. Jericho wants to do something. I mean, yeah. like them doing four pay per views a year and maybe the four live specials. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with four to eight big matches a year. And then when he's ready to wrap it up, wrap it up. Absolutely. Braun Strowman also made news. Apparently uh, rumor was he was asking five figures for an indie booking. Yeah. Uh, He's kind of shot that down saying he's not actually even talked to anybody about bookings. What do you think about that? Well, my question is what do you, what do we think he's worth? Right. I mean, I, Anyone right out of WWE television is going to ask for more. Of course. Yeah, because that price That price will always go down as time goes. Yeah. Um, I do know, I have always heard certain guys would ask for such a high rate that they knew no one would book them. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, for instance, I know uh, my dealings with a guy who ran shows. He tried to book Ryback, who asked for five grand. Mm-hmm. A... Uh, a rental car of a specific type, mm-hmm. a, a five-star hotel, okay, and a direct flight from Vegas. Just so, pro- probably just to be like, I don't want to do this show, so I'm going to be outlandish about it. Maybe. Uh, but the Ryback's kind of up his own ass. So. But I'm like, it's like, dude, this is Tulsa. Everything's a connection. Right. Like, I mean, like, you're not going to get a direct flight from anywhere. Right. Unless it's like Denver or Dallas. You right, know? Yeah. Like, so it would be a connection from Dallas to Tulsa. So uh, very, very weird. And it's like, you're Ryback, like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. You held the Intercontinental title, but you were on the pre show most of the time. Well, and it's it just, <laughs> I think, thought he was a much bigger deal than he was. And, like, I didn't hate Ryback, but I never looked at him as, like, this is not the guy. Well, I remember that same guy who was booking shows here, he booked Swagger. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, wasn't he three grand? Mm hmm. I mean, in Swagger's former world champion, uh, he he was a big deal in WWE. I yeah. mean, I know after he got released, he had kind of, his steam kind of died down, but still, I mean, Kind of a big deal in WWE. Sure. I mean, even three grands. Like. But he was also steady there for many years. Right. You know, and that's one of those things. Like, everyone's different, you know. Right. But but with Braun Strowman, I here's my thing. I mean, thing. five figures is ten grand. Right. That's a minimum. And it may be more than that. And I, I'll be honest with you. 
when when I heard that, and if it was ten grand, I would kind of think that would probably you would lose money. But like that would be something I'd be like, hmm, is he worth ten grand or not? Because you're guaranteed to sell out. Yeah, but are you going? Are you still going to make ten your ten grand back with having him here? That depends. Now. I mean, you'd almost have to book like one of our little five thousand seat arenas or something that we have here in Tulsa. There's there's ways that you can make your money back on somebody like that, right? Because you could book, if you're a smart promoter anyway, some type of you know event Q and A dinner with Braun type thing, right? Right. Sell tickets to that. Yeah. You know, there's there's ways to do that. There's also um, like the meet and greets. Meet and greets. Now, one thing that. I have seen done, and I think this is very, very smart. Okay, we'll pay you this, but we want all your merch money. Yeah, for eight by tens, we'll yeah. print them, twenty bucks a piece. Here's a good for instance. Uh, Two thousand nine, Harley brought in Bret Hart. Yeah, and paid Bret pretty well to come in. And this also this is very telling of how good of a guy Bret Hart is. Harley, they printed up I think three hundred Bret Hart eight by tens, and it was the one that like looks like the cover of his book where he's holding the WWF title, oh, yeah, black yeah. and white, a really cool picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, twenty bucks a piece, mm-hmm. three hundred eight by tens. Were they? I'm sure they were signed. Yes. Yeah. So you get the chance to meet Bret. He'll sign the eight by ten. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Sold out. Yeah. Completely sold out. Right. Harley, as a way to like appreciate coming in, let me give you some of the money yeah. for this. Cause you know, you don't assume that many are going to sell out. Right. Brett's like, no, do something for the boys. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Harley. Uh, now this is kind of a inside story, obviously, but like Harley's like, no, Brett here, take that. No, he goes, no, no, no. He was about to go wrestle Vince. Yeah. This is like late Oh nine. So he yeah. did that match with Vince in 2010. So he's so probably he, getting a hefty payday from that. Sure. Yeah. And so I think he knew like he was fine. He's like, no, yeah. no, do something for the boys, get a new ring or something like, which to me, like that's such a gr- good gesture. Yeah. Well, Cause it'd be so easy to be like, thanks. Give me some yeah. cash. You but know? it's also Harley, you know, right. I mean, so many people have so much respect for him. And uh, Harley at the time had a very shitty stepson. I don't mind saying that. I'm not a fan of the guy. Yeah. And uh, we've pretty much deducted that Harley left early with his wife, who was very sick and ended up dying a few days later. And uh, Brett gave that money to the stepson. Oh, no. And it probably went up his nose. Oh, no. Yeah. That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's the wrestling business. Yeah. So... Anyway, my, my point being, there is ways to make money back with a guy like a Braun if you do bring him in and you're smart about it. Yeah, and you also got seminars and things like that. Seminars. Not that a Braun seminar would probably be that great. Yeah, but, but people, <laughs> people would pay for it. Of course. Um, but you could, do, you could do so much of a way to bring it... That, Bring in ten grand. I don't know, but maybe yeah. you know, because it's more than just selling tickets to a, to one wrestling show. Of course, if you can. Well, it's also about getting people in the seats and bringing them back too. Right. Yeah. Meet and greets, you know the the live Q and A type shows, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. If you are smart about it, like, because that's another thing. If you do like a pre show meet and greet, yeah. you can charge twenty bucks to get in, twenty bucks for an eight by ten. Right. And I know that because look at Comic-Con. That's exactly what they do. Yep. And that's how those people make money. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely doable. I mean, would would I pay 40 bucks to meet Braun Strowman? Absolutely not. Right. But would my nephew want to meet him? Would I pay it for him? Yes, yeah. I would. I yeah. mean, that's just what it is. So, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things that it depends, I guess, on any situation. Sure. So, 
Anyway, uh, also, uh, Samoa Joe apparently might be headed back to WWE. I don't know if you've heard this or not. I haven't, but that is awesome. I will be so happy to hear that music again. Um, that's the rumor. Apparently, he was at the Performance Center just this week. Okay. And people are, they say, are expecting him to be back in NXT. Oh, that's awesome. So, does he show up at In Your House? I hope so. I hope he beats the crap out of Karrion Cross. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I have had very little interest in NXT lately. That will make me want to watch. Absolutely. Now, I, I will I will say I was really wanting to see Joe in AEW because I felt like that was inevitable. Yeah. But, dude, there's just something about that theme music. It's, I, I didn't, it's damn I didn't, good. I didn't want to see it go. Like, <laughs> it's just that was that really bummed me out about him leaving. It's yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, that would have been really, really cool. But yeah. I actually I actually use this theme music. Uh for for a replacement for one of my beats every time I do live shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, dude, his theme music was amazing. It's, it's so one good. Of the, it's one of the best ones that they had in the modern era. Yeah, like it's like it's got a good beat to it, and uh-huh. it's like you can kind of get into it, but it's also like this is kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. So I'll be happy, and and you know, I it'll be cool to see like matches with him, and you know, like I said, him and carrying Cross and things like that. I There's think. a lot of him and Finn Balor. Bring, yeah, put that in my veins again. They had some right. great matches. And yeah, absolutely. So it, it'll be interesting. So, I mean, th- this could be a thing where WWE's like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Right. Now, I have also heard um, rumor of this, and I still feel like this is what they did with Drake uh, Maverick, releasing a guy from their contract to resign them for less money or a different deal. Yeah. Which that could be. And mm-hmm. I've, I've always felt like Drake Maverick probably got released from a main roster contract. They let him set for a while. Okay, well, we'll offer you this NXT deal. Yeah. A little bit less money. Yeah. Well, and with but Drake. But still probably good money. With Drake, too, everybody was kind of up in arms about him getting released, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody was about Samoa Joe, too. But, you know, I, I don't really care about Drake Maverick as a wrestler. I was just such a huge fan of him in that general manager role. He was hilarious. He was hilarious, and I thought he did it well. And so um, him – that's why I was such a fan of his. I don't really care about him as a wrestler just because he is so small. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, I know some people don't care. Like to me, it makes it a little bit less believable when sure. you're super small. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, either way, I'm happy he's back. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully this will be good for Joe. Hopefully so. Um, also, last bit of news, uh, Brock Anderson mm-hmm. debuts on Dynamite. Um, Arn Anderson's kid, man. Yes. I didn't even know he was training. I think this is kind of a fun thing, right? Yeah, and he's got a good look to him. He, I mean, he looks a hell of a lot like Arn Anderson if Arn Anderson had hair. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, he's he, – but he's built nice. I mean, I, I'm – Looks like he's young. Yeah, and, and so – I think he's been training probably with the right people. and Yeah, and, and I know Cody really put him over. You know, he said that he was doing a promo about how there's a stigma about – you know, there's a lot of – there's a stigma and there's a lot of pressure on these second-generation stars to make – you know, if they, whether or not they're going to do good and things like that. And he said if there's anybody who can – do it. It's this guy. He's and so I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing him actually in the ring. He had a little spat with QT Marshall, uh, mm-hmm. where you know he kind of threw some fisticuffs with them. So I, it he looked good doing that. So I'm excited to see him actually work in the ring. I would assume he's probably going to come out in the same type of tights as Pops did and things like that. Just really looking looking I, like his old man. I think it'd be great. I, yeah. I think stuff like that's super fun. I'm, I'm excited about it. So I, yeah, I'm I'm all for it, man. I think. More time we get stuff like this, the better. Absolutely. Good stuff. We got some toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. 
Open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk Here we go Open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk all right, so a little bit of toy talk here. Uh, Cella Toys announced, of course, we talked about this before, the Uncensored toy line, which is going to be essentially an elite scale type of figure. Mm-hmm. They announced the debut will be the Dynamite Kid. Yeah. So uh, the pictures look like an elite. I mean, I don't know if you saw them or not. Yep. People are uh, kind of going crazy for this because they just released that Davy Boy Elite. Yes. And this looks like it'll go right in line with that. What do you think, man? Um, I think it's great. Mattel's got to be not happy about this. No, but I mean, if Mattel doesn't have the rights, there ain't nothing they can do about it. That's right. Um, I know there's already been talk of an Atom Bomb Elite style coming out. Yep. Because they announced the Atom Bomb Hasbro style, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also, too, um, Atom Bomb was, is an expensive Hasbro. Yeah. And and as you know, like I posted on Twitter this week, I, I found all my old Hasbros, you know? Yes. And so immediately people are like, oh, do you have a one, two, three kid? Do you have Adam Bomb? I'm like, no, I never had those. I didn't even know they existed for many years. Yeah, I never I never had those as a kid either. Yeah. And um, and now like they're worth a lot. And so like that will be nice to get that Adam Bomb to kind of go to fill in that hole. Right. Or if you uh, wanted to go to the Jason Wolf's chop shop, he could probably make that happen too, because he's putting out some amazing Hasbros. Absolutely. So a lot of great stuff there. Um, Heels and Faces, the Zombie Sailor toy line, has announced the signing of Jeff Jarrett, which is a fun one. Um, If anyone does not remember, a planned orange card series was in the works with Hasbro. That was going to be the next wave. They were going to have like Diesel, Jeff Jarrett, Men on a Mission, Bastion Booger, and maybe a couple of, I think USA Lex Luger and maybe another Doink. Okay. That was the, that was the planned wave. Obviously, uh, Mattel ended up making that diesel retro, mm-hmm. which came out. And now Zombie Sailor has signed Jeff Jarrett to help try to release a version of what was going to be coming out from Hasbro. That's awesome, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some very, very cool stuff in the in the toy world. Um, the Zombie Sailor figures are going on sale. Actually, I think this coming week, uh, the 17th, um, 35 40 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming you're just like absolutely not. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna spend that much money on those. Would there be any in there you cherry pick though? I mean, maybe not in that first way, but just in general. Which ones? Which ones are there again? Oh, there's so many. I mean, <laughs> Wave <laughs> Ones, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers. Oh, I definitely don't want those. Dino Bravo, Sabu, and Earl Hebner. That's yeah. Wave One. No, I don't really care. About I mean, those. some of the ones I know that he announced Power and Glory. He yeah. announced nah. uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Nah. Uh, Todd Pittengill. Nah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Enzo. I know that's one you're wanting. <laughs> that's Dan, a holy grail. <laughs> Dan Housen. Nah. Lou Gallows as Sex Ferguson. Nah. Um, a few others. I'm trying to. I can't think of all. Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody's one I might think about. Yeah. Um, but he's the only one that you've mentioned. I will say this: uh, if people plan to order this, the new thing you can do with PayPal is buy in installments yes so if you're thinking i want this whole way but that's a hefty price tag you mm-hmm. could also buy it in four installments so that might be a yeah that so. might be a, a way to go about it if that's what you want to do yeah and i love 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 that people like companies have started doing that because mm-hmm. that takes so much pressure off of you it's the smartest thing in the world i think yeah i mean it's like layaway but you get the stuff first right you know and, um, and like i know you did that with your replica belt yes and thank god that that got paid off, man. That freaking 65 bucks every two weeks. That was like pissing me off. 
Oh, it sucks. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's oh they have also signed a Brooklyn Brawler and Hornswoggle. Yeah, I don't want either of those. Yeah, so I mean, again, it's it is what it is. I mean, I, like I it's th- cool. I think it's cool for all those guys that they're getting figures, but I have no desire to get any of those. And, and there's some like he signed Kevin Sullivan, which I'm like, okay, that's kind of a weird one, but you know, forget Ke- give me the Yeti. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get a Yeti figure. Absolutely. So I I think it's fun. And then Cello Toys is kind of doing a similar thing with. Uh, yeah. You know they've they've got Hayabusa coming out and Dynamite Kid and Hayabusa is one I, I would think about getting. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, and then Adam Bomb. I think you'll probably. Uh, yeah, I'll get Adam Bomb. Yeah. yeah. So again, it, you have to kind of pick and choose, but I think it's fun that and Adam Bomb having removable goggles is amazing. Yeah, I'll I'll probably get Adam Bomb and I'll probably get Wrath whenever I if whenever that one comes out. Yeah, yeah, if that one comes out, um, I love a Chronic two pack. Yeah, if 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 he can get if they can get both guys, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool stuff. Uh, well, I think it's time to dive into some PHPW talk. What do you say? Let's do it, man. Um, so, if I can pull up the the notes right here. Let me see if I can get to it. Oh, there we go. Um, nope, that's my grocery list. Well, we need to know what you're getting for groceries. <laughs> getting stuff to grill later on, pal. Nice. Um, so, we announced our main event already, which is... Drew Vinsel, the man, the myth, accompanied by the legend, taking on Tier 1, Travis Fowler, for the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. Absolutely. We also announced a number one contenders match for the PHPW Heavyweight Championship with Mike the Cleaner versus Soda Hunter versus Elvis Aliaga versus Jordan Zeilinger. Uh, square dance elimination style matchup right there. We have Jordan Zeilinger, former champion. I believe the other three have all come close. Yes. But I've never been the PHPW champion, so quite an opportunity. Quite an opportunity for them. Now, we also announced Ethan Chambers' first hardcore challenge for the uh, Gatekeeper Championship, and that is Dmitry Alexandrov. I mean, if he thought if he thought there was a conspiracy against him now, <laughs> boy, howdy. Dimitri's going to be a tough task. The Russian Renegade. I mean, he's, uh, he's had a great record here in PHPW, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes. Uh, so... This week, I'm actually only going to announce, we're only going to announce uh, two this week because we only have four more to announce, so That's, I'll save the other two. I'm fine with that. We have the Tag Team Championship on the line. Breaker. I like it. Doing the favor last month, they won uh, the number one contendership. Yeah, they did. So, they're the going... Fir- first ever PHPW champions. First ever PHPW Tag Team Champions. Well, now this week, this month, they are going up against the... Tag team champions, and that is Poetic Prophet, Jason Wolf, the Inevitable Assassins. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, a lot of people might be thinking that Jason Wolf and Poetic Prophet was a fluke. I'm not so certain, man. Like they're they just they're kind of like the New Age Outlaws. They were thrown together and they made it work, and good on them. But they have quite the heavy task doing the favor. Yep, a little vicious and delicious. Absolutely. Well, I. Uh, Got backstage, talked to old David Thomas, said, hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to, you know, we, we got to get this this pay-per-view book. Do you want to just hang on to the title, defend it, or do you want to cash it in? And he said, you know what, I'm going to hang on to it. He's going to defend it. He's going to defend it this month. So to, to uh, a little refresher, being the King of the Mountain champion, you can cash that in for a potential title match, mm-hmm. or you can defend it in a eight-man battle royal, correct? Absolutely. So he chose to defend it. He chose. That's a roll of the dice, bro. Big-time roll of the dice, but he's confident. He's confident. Good so, on David Thomas. I hope it works out for you. So 
I put together this match, and we have Eric Barker oh, once God. again, the ultimate Barker. Oh God! In there against the Scranton Strangler. I, he's growing on me. I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah, a little bit. Uh, Ricky the Roper Rex back uh, in action. That guy sucks. We have Prison Mike. Okay. Chuckles the Clown. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of worst. We're we're almost giving him a layup so far. We are David scraping Thomas. the bottom of the barrel until we get to these two men. Breaker. Uh, for anybody who hasn't watched Adrenaline, we've been holding a PHPW Tag Team Number One Contendership Tournament. And of course, Adrenaline exclusive to our Patreon. Now. Yes. So anybody that hasn't watched this, well, we had the debuting Elite Eight Showdown. We had uh, Big Chuck and Tim France. Tim France is here. Tim France is, he signed? is arrived. He is signed. Well, here's the thing. They lost their first match. Of course they did. To Jack Gamble and John Webb. Of course. But the unfortunate thing is Jack Gamble was hot dog and didn't want to make the tag. He ended uh, up yeah. winning it. Pissed off John Webb. John Webb came to me after the match and said, we forfeit. We're not doing it. No kidding. So... He's pissed at his partner. E8 Showdown, Elite 8 Showdown. They moved on in the tournament via forfeit. The final two members of this King of the Mountain Championship, Jack Gamble and John Webb. Really? Yes. So, I don't know what the story is there yet. It's a developing story. I don't know if maybe they're going to split up, go singles routes. You know what? I mean, what a way to do it. You win the King of the Mountain Championship, you can cash that in for a heavyweight title. Both of those guys, I don't think we're in heavyweight title contention. This is a way to get there. Absolutely it is. So, there's our eight. King of the Mountain Championship on the line. Good luck, David Thomas, because you are going to need it. You are definitely going to need it, but I think if anyone can do it, David Thomas did it once. Let's see a repeat. Absolutely. I like it. So that's uh, Beach Bods and Backbreakers is already gearing up to be quite the event. You don't want to miss it. Yes. Well, I think it's about time to dive into a little bit of tournament action. What do you say, Big Underscore Bane? Let's do it. All right, so let me pull up here our uh, our bracket. Of course, we know we had the first round match in our tournament, which was uh, Jimmy King and Kid Muscle. I felt like this was kind of a layup, you know, um, and I was right. Jimmy King wins 62% to 38%. Yeah. Bumping him into the semifinals where he will face the winner of the Revolting Blob and Captain Insano. Yep. Which that will not be this week's match. This week's match we will go... Bottom right side of the bracket, just to change things up. So we're going to have Thunderlips, the ultimate male, oh, yeah. versus Randy the Ram. This one's going to be a tough one. I mean, these are the uh, four and five seeds. So right. they're very close uh, in, in predictions of, of who would win. And I I honestly think I want to say Thunderlips just because, you know, it's a fun character. Yeah. But Randy the Ram, I mean, I feel like he could win. I think it could go either way. I have to give the edge to Thunderlips. Yeah. I just do. I just have to give the edge to Thunderlips. I think it's going to be him. And I, I mean, it, it could be one of those things. People start voting and it's a shutout, you know. It very easily could be, but that'll be uh, that'll be our next week's matchup. So, so far, Jimmy King has advanced to the semifinals. He will face the winner of Captain Insano in the Revolting Blob and then um, Thunderlips and Randy the Ram. And then the other first-round match will be Nacho from Nacho Libre against Bone Saul McGraw. Yes. It'll be a fun tournament. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. Well, I think now it's time to uh, review the next AEW figure. What do, you, what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. All right, Big Underscore Band, as you can see there, it is Series 5. Frankie Kazarian comes with the ring jacket and uh, one half the AEW tag titles. What do you think? I'll tell you, first off, I'm bummed that your card's so bent up. Yep. Um, 
I, I think it looks good. I will say that I wish the tag title had a little bit more color in the middle. Yeah. It's not bad, though. It's not bad. Uh, but you can definitely tell they're still trying to perfect that thing. And mm-hmm. it looks like the, uh, and this is, I'm just being nitpicky here, but it looks like they didn't color in the inside of the, the letter D. Uh, so it's just like straight gold. Mm. Um, but other than that, I mean, the, the figure itself, Kaz looks great. I mean, kind of has a cane look to his face, though. Yeah. It, <laughs> it looks the, weird. I think with him having like the shaved head and kind of just being a guy wearing trunks, there's not a lot of detail to add. Right. I mean, sometimes I think figures do look better in package. Sometimes they look better out of package. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, when I opened up Luchasaurus, I felt like that figure looked way better in person than it did by pictures. Yeah. And that, I mean, like I said, I think Frankie Kazarian might be the weakest of the, of the wave, but it's still really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a really good fit. And, and it's awesome that Kaz has got another figure. Right. Yeah. Cause he's, I think he's only had just the TNA one. Yeah. He, he never had too many. So, I mean, good on him for getting in there. I think it's cool. Yeah. He looks great. Now is, is AEW, are they doing the thing that Mattel does where it's like, you know, if somebody's six foot tall, the figure's six inches. They're supposed yes. Luchasaurus is, is, is t- Luchasaurus is taller. Okay. And that's what I was wondering because I know I know that was And it it's never exact, but it's right. but essentially Pretty like close. yeah, Luchasaurus is taller than Matt Hardy. Okay, that's good. Because I, I, I thought Luchasaurus looked bigger when I got mine, but I wasn't positive. And like Dustin Rhodes is ridiculously tall. He's almost too tall though. But you know, with Dustin Rhodes, he's deceivingly tall. Yeah, he's like, like six six. Yeah, he's a big some bitch, and I, he's one of those guys in WWE. I never thought he was giant or anything because he was in the land of the giants, though. Right, and then when you got when he came over to AEW, I was like, good lord, <laughs> he, <laughs> he is, is so tall, tall as shit. And now that he's more lean, he looks taller. Yeah, and God, he like they started calling him Benjamin Button, you know, like in WWE before he left and if that's not like the most honest thing. I mean, that guy looks so much younger and better than he has ever. In you his he's wrestled in 5 decades. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. And I guess now he's like kind of more of a producer role. He does do occasional matches, but yeah. I mean, I think guys like that, I mean, why not? Yeah. Work occasionally, produce, help young. I know he trains people. I mean, I think Dustin is amazing in that Absolutely role. Absolutely he is. I uh, I know at Double or Nothing the the first one when he kind of was like taking off his boots and yeah. Cody's like, "No, no, no, you got to you got to keep working." And I'm like, "I'm glad he did. I yes. I hope he keeps going because I don't feel like he's he's doing good work, so why not?" Right. Yeah, it's not like he's struggling or anything. I mean, he looks great. Yeah, man. So I I'm like I said, I'm I'm happy with these these uh these figures. I will say uh, beyond um yeah, I see what you mean about the uh, Kane face. He definitely kind of does have that. Yeah, he looks like Kane. <laughs> and, and the weird. belt's not bad. I think the problem is when you scale down a title, mm-hmm. like you can't get all the detail. Which well, and that's just it. Like I said, I'm just being nitpicky. It's just a, those little details. And I feel like Mattel's been around so long, they've been able to master that. Yeah. And I, I think it'll just take time. AEW will get there. I, another really good figure, which I will probably look at next week, is a freaking scorpio sky like they knocked that one oh, out of the yeah. park i can't wait for that one yeah it's it's a good one so he's one that i kind of wish i would have got there's one there's one that they just recently announced that i kind of want to get um well i mean i want to get that lg and cody just because i want to see what they look like yeah. you know um that i probably won't get those all the time but i want to get that that cody one just to see what it, what it looks like but there was another figure that they announced that i was like ooh, i really want to get that one cannot think of it but not Miro, huh? 
Yeah, no, I don't really care. I mean, I think it's great that he's got a figure coming yeah. out again, but like, I don't really care to care to get him. Oh, I think it might have been one of the Dark Order guys. I can't remember who it was. Evil Uno. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure about that. I, the longer he's there, the more I'm becoming a fan of his. Yes, there's something there. Yeah, there's something about that guy. I'm just like, I freaking love this guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it might just be all the the Dark Order guys. I was like, I kind of want to get those. I think the Lance Archer figure is going to look amazing. Yeah, he looks really good. I think that one's going to be good. I think uh, Dax and Cash will be fun. I think if, yeah. they, if they make sure they come with, like, the satin jackets. Yes. They should, you know, yes. like cause that's kind of part of the deal. And they seem to be including like ring gear, so that that yeah. that'll be fun. There's a lot of good ones they got coming up, so Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Um but yeah, man, you know, Jazzwares is killing it with AEW really. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is wave 5, so they're they're knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that they're coming out so quick, you know. Yes. I mean, cuz the company's only been around what 2 years now. Yeah, well, actually, and, not, not well. The company itself that that long. I think these figures just start coming out like last August. That's what I'm saying. Like, but even still, like for two years being in the running, like to already have like five waves of figures, that's pretty damn cool. And now wave six is up for pre order, and I'm sure unmatched wave one will be up for pre order soon. So like, and, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. And unmatched is the one with the LJN, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's the one I gotta I gotta pre order that one. Yeah, and that that will have the blue Dustin, which I think is that's the one I was thinking of. Yes, I want to get that figure. Got two heads. I still wish they would include a third head with battle damage paint. Yeah. I know they did that one with the Royal Rumble Ultimate Warrior with battle damage paint. I thought that was such a nice touch. Well, and they did a couple of those with Sting, too. If yeah. I right. yeah. And I'm just like, that's such a cool idea because like they always ended up looking bad after the match. Like That's yeah. a, a cool thing to, to show, especially like for figure photographers. Absolutely. I yeah. love to be able to see that. I think that'd be really fun. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? You know what? Let's just plug it the hell up. Let's plug it the hell up. Of course, we got to talk uh, about our podcasting buddies, right? You know, we got yeah. Jeff and Scott at the uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check their show out. Another uh, really fun podcast dropping every Sunday. And of course, Scott has his side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Another really fun show. Yep. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Another fun one. Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariat's podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Yeah. Um, Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim. Apparently, they're in PHPW now. My God. Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I called Tim the, uh, you know, Big Chuck always does like Tim, whatever, blah, 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 France. Well, I started saying, Tim, I was just begging to be on the show, France. And... Uh, because he was. He was begging to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of hearing him complain about it. Well, so Your wish has been granted, yeah, you're, pal. You're going to get your ass kicked every week. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Good boot, guys. Good yeah, guys. definitely. I'm, I'm excited to see them both get beat up. Yeah. Uh, boot to the Face, another great podcast. Tales from the Estate with our buddy Drew Vinsel over there. Yeah, you And know, his wife, Caitlin. Can I just say something? The fact that he gives me so much crap about my cereal choices. You, you and him both. Dude, dude. My God. I mean, you're like, we're talking. You guys have the palates of 12 year olds. I don't, I I will (laughs) say again, I don't understand when you get old, you all of a sudden you're like, man, I I really like gross tasting stuff. I've always liked those cereals. You are a weirdo. I, hey, I'm just an adult. I'm an old soul breaker. I guess that's all it amounts to. I'm going to give a virtual high five to Drew Vinsel for liking some CTC. I I blocked it. I blocked blocked the high five. You didn't block it. You didn't get that high five, Drew Vinsel. Yes, he did. He got the (laughs) high five, and Wendy's fries still suck. (laughs) They do not. They are not good. They do not suck. They they suck. They suck, suck, suck. You're just saying that because you and Drew are pals now. Yeah, we are pals. food pals. Yeah, we are food pals. I'm pals with them too, but... Enjoy your freaking... 
double scoop raisin shit cereal. Hey, I'll add more raisins to that cereal, pal. That's 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 not even right. Raisins are the worst food in the history of the world. They are not. Gross. They are absolutely not. I can think of about five things that are worse than raisins. I just I for the record, so if anyone doesn't know, we did a Patreon exclusive show on our energy shot, top five cereals. Mm-hmm. We've been still in Drew's gimmick. Yes. And borrowing it, let's say that. Okay. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and so Bane's cereals are like Frosted mini wheats and the raisin you know bran su- crunch. Do you know how much support I had for those frosted mini wheats? Those Lots are okay. Of guys. Those Lots are okay. Guys. But okay, easy. Bill Venus. <laughs> 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 you've been around him too much. I guess so. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm throwing out like Fruit Loops and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, because you're a child breaker. They're delicious. You're a big old man child. They are delicious, and I don't even eat. I don't even eat cereal that much, but it's so tasty. And also, uh, and also, banana, banana nut crunch. That's good cereal too. God, that's not good at all. You've never had it. I don't like banana that much. I mean, sometimes, but you got to eat your fruits and veggies, breaker. Apparently, apparently so. Uh, so but anyway, <laughs> check out Tales from the Estate. Great show. Absolutely, it is. I uh, write my podcast with our buddy Jordan Zeilinger and all his crew over there. In fact, we were just on a show a couple of weeks ago. We were on Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, wreck, uh, wreck my power hour. Yeah, man, and it was it was really fun because I felt like I had more respect for that movie after the fact because when yeah. we broke everything down. Like this is like a really good movie. It really, it really was well done. It, it deals with a lot of real life issues and mm-hmm. and you basically take like i was saying on there i was like you take a, a situation of, of divorce and a guy wants to be with his children but he can't yeah so he kind of goes to the extreme in a very comedic way but it's like yep okay you did you did what you had to do and because you're very skilled as an actor you pulled it off but yeah, yeah very very funny movie yeah and, and jordan's such a great host if you've never watched that show or watched that show listen to that show you you really need to well you know what i was thinking about too um not to go too much into the Funko Pops, but how have we not got a Mrs. Doubtfire Funko Pop? Have we gotten any Robin Williams Pops ever? <sighs> I don't think we have. So it might just be a rights thing with him. Could be. Yeah. But I mean, how great. Like the thing, like they could do him as Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. I would love to see uh, burnt fake boobs. Yeah. Um, the one with the whipped cream face. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot you could do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's it's great, yeah. I, I think also too a fun one is uh, just him as Daniel Hillard, like in like his business attire, right? But like a really good chase would be with him when he still has the mask on and he scares himself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he feels it off real quick. Yeah, <laughs> so that's such a funny moment. But uh, yeah, man, break my podcast, great show, absolutely. Uh, of course, trivia with buds with Ryan Buds pulling mm-hmm. up a chair with a chair shot with our buddy Tim over yep. there. Uh, the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our buddy Richard. And then, of course, Howlin' with the Wolf with the good old Jason Wolf. Yes. And I'll, I'll throw it out there again. Uh, if you guys have not seen, check out DoyleDraws.com for the Wolf Club. You can, if you have uh, looked at any of his chop shop figures in the past, that's kind of where they're going exclusively is to the Wolf Club. So you can sign up. It's 20 bucks. You get quarterly newsletters, a membership card, a lot of bonus gifts. I, I mm-hmm. We haven't gotten anything yet, so I don't even know what it's going to be like, but I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And uh, his figures have been getting steadily better, and he's really – he's told me 
He's trying to plug in guys that we never got in the original Hasbro lines. And so, like, that's where Bobby the Brain Heenan comes in. Yeah. Zeus, um, you know, Owen Hart in the singlet, Jim Nanville Nightheart in the Hart Foundation gear. Right. And so he's kind of plugging in a lot of the ones that we never got. So I think that that's really, really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I still I still have to sign up for it myself, so don't feel bad if you haven't signed up for it. But, yeah, definitely check it out. It is sounds like it's going to be hella cool. I, I'm excited for what he has planned, and he's kind of revealed, like, I think the newsletter is going to be really fun, and it's kind of an old-school thing, right? I mean, Absolutely, like, snail, yeah. snail mail is a weird thing, but it's kind of exciting, so yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see what he's what he's got going. Yeah, for sure. Moving forward, I know um, me and him have kind of just chatted a little bit, and he's got some good ideas. I won't reveal anything, but uh, I, think, uh, I think he's really going to wow some people with some of the stuff he's got kind of in the works. Absolutely. It's going to be great. So, of course, also wrestling comic books, uh, Grapple Hold, To Be the Man, Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. You can get those on Amazon, Comixology, wherever you get your comic books. Of course, Grapple Hold's made by uh, our King of the Mountain champion. Uh, that's right. David Thomas. That's right. So, David Thomas, where's our sequel, man? Do we need it. Let's make it happen. We need it. Uh, also, our other podcast, of course, I have every Monday. You know it's Fake Right with uh, with myself and uh, my previous guest um, this past week was All That Matt Murphy. Yeah, good friend of mine, the first graduate of the Harley Race Wrestling Academy, and another guy will be my guest this coming week is uh, Baracus, who is out of uh, out of the St. Louis area. I met him at a Harley Race camp many years ago. Okay, and then found out he's a massive figure collector. Okay, and uh, kind of reconnected. He's uh, good friends with the fully posable guys and all that cool stuff. And so nice. it was really fun. It was it was interesting to think that we had a conversation all those years ago, but never knew that we were both figure collectors. So yeah, pretty fun. Absolutely, so he'll be coming up uh, tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, man. You guys are just uh, kicking it on all cylinders, right? Well, we're, yeah, we're there. Um, you seem to be arguing more, just from a listener perspective. Yeah, you know, it's just now that he's gotten more serious, you know, and like really wanting to do the uh, the sitting on a learning tree crap, you know, it's it's hard for me to just sit back and deal with it, you know? I mean, I can't I can't sit there and just listen to him, you know, go on and on and on about his bull crap, you know, for 30, 30 effing minutes. I mean, I'm always wanting to get tacos. Yeah. Well, Umberto's shut down. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't get, uh, he effed that up. Yeah. I mean, he did. You can't, can't get tacos right now. So I mean, Bill Benis sucks, man. He's a, he is literally a terrible, terrible human being. And I just, I don't know. Um, you know, this past week he was talking about the uh, art of storytelling. Um, and it, he doesn't know how to tell stories. Anymore. Of course not. I mean, he he tried to use our story as an example, and it's like that. No, no it doesn't work. You're I mean, an idiot, right? Yeah. Just my God. Yeah, he's an idiot. So uh, anyway, but if you want to get a good laugh, I, I highly recommend No Holds Barred with Bill Venus. Yeah, it's 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 if anything, it's there for comedy, you know. Definitely, and uh, hearing YouTube bicker always makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, and also check out my new. Uh, TB Toycast, my new show with Travis Fowler. Absolutely, um, we just dropped uh, last last week. GI Joe, Real American Hero. Yeah, coming up episode eight, American Gladiators. I didn't even know that figure existed. Oh yeah, I had no idea they made figures for American Gladiators. It, it's a it's we, we talk about it on the show, but it's an interesting toy line because it's very centric on playsets because of all the events. Oh, okay. So they only made like eight or nine figures. Okay. But they had like five playsets. Like they had awesome. like you know the wall and so the basically joust. set up the whole American Gladiators arena. Right, but that's a thing where it's like playsets are always kind of like a birthday or Christmas gift. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of a, a weird 
time. Unless you, know? you were rich. Right, of course. So it was hard to get them all. But I never had any as a kid. I always wanted them, though. Of course. I always thought they were really fun. Yeah. But yeah, American Gladiators coming up. Episode 8. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can get all of Bane's music on Apple, Spotify, wherever you want to stream your tunes. Yep. If you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. You get the... Uh, the weekly energy shot, you get the weekly adrenaline show. Um, I am actually going to this weekend record some more Breaker Retro Gamer. I nice. kind of been, I kind of been slacking on that, so I'm going to get another episode up for you if you're into the retro gaming stuff. That's what I'm going to dive into. Sweet. I uh, I've been I kind of said I, I really wanted to do it focused on um, on Game Boy Advance, but I'm like, man, I really want to play some Game Gear. Yeah, I wanted to play me some Game Gear. Game Gear had some cool games, dude. Too. I love the Game Gear. Yeah, it was so ahead of its time. So much fun because it was basically like a Sega, but just handheld, right? Right. Because I remember, like, I remember Sonic was on there. The graphics probably weren't as good as the Sega Genesis, right. but they were really good Pretty for close, the time. Yeah. But also had a backlit screen, so you could play it in the dark, yes. which you couldn't with the Game Boy, obviously. And, and am I mistaken, or was it full color? It was. It was full color, and I remember thinking that's why it was so cool because, like, at the time, Game Boy wasn't right. So I remember it required six AA batteries, and what was funny is they would last like three hours yeah and it was just like like you know like right. what and then so i had to get like a full 12 pack with you yeah you had to get road. like battery packs yeah rechargeable battery packs and those were like 50 bucks so it was, but once you got those like you're like oh this is great right it was one of those things but i remember um for christmas one year i asked for that and a couple of games and i got it and i but i didn't get all the games i wanted but my mom actually bought me like steel cage challenge Nice. Which I didn't even know existed. So that was like such a fun like Christmas. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Steel Cage Challenge. And that was super fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, Game Gear. So I may dive into that. I think that'll be fun to, to relive that a little bit. Yeah. And then, of course, um, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. If you need some uh, some cool workout swag for the regular guy or some beard products. Yes. I ran across, and I, I'm not going to put them over because F any other company. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I ran across another beard company that actually had a deal with Mick Foley. Yeah, I was like, "That's pretty effing cool." Yeah, I can't. I actually just can't remember the name of them, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was whatever company they had, like two or three cents, and it was like branded with Mick Foley and stuff yeah. like that. I was like, "Man, I need to look into doing that." You definitely should. I think. I think having some type of a sponsor, right? Whoever it is, bearded individual might yeah. be a fun thing. Just because I mean, not not even just to put my name out there like crazy, but just to actually have like that, you know, kind of branded with. Somebody like that, I think, right. it would just be a nice little feather in the cap. Definitely. I think that'd be fun. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. BBPH.RedBubble.com. WhatUpManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And Big underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. Yep. We've got a lot of cool a lot of cool tees. We give our Power Mowing Hour new one on WhatUpManeuver. Still got to get that. I need to as well. That's a great shirt. I'm actually wearing... Um, Oh, PHPW boss fight. This is yeah. fun. kind of a doom looking logo. Yeah. A little bit older, but a fun shirt. So, yep. I, I like it. You can pick that up over on our Redbubble store. You can get actually uh, shirts for all of our previous pay per view events. Yeah. And I, I believe um, our one coming up, is it available yet? It is. Yeah. It is now available. Beach bods and backbreakers. Yeah. So get that. I mean, that that's such a cool logo to me. It it's is. Very Miami Vice. Oh, know? yeah. I love it. I still think our best one's coming up in September, though. Yeah, y'all won't y'all won't even know what hit you. You won't even know what hit you. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. Anything else you want to add? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs>
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.